Welcome to the Deep Waters Podcast. We pray that Christ is at the beginning and end of all we do. May openness and peace mark our discussions as we engage in conversations about the fresh move of God. May our hearts be drawn to unity. And in all things, may this shape us to look more like you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right, we'll grab a cup of tea, a cup of coffee. And enjoy this 50th episode Whoa. of the Deep Waters Ooh. Podcast. Oh my gosh. Cheers. 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 <laughs> that was cool. 50th is a big number. It is it a big number. Me. Yeah. It's like we're two weeks away from a year's worth of podcasts. I can't believe it's been that long. That's wild to think about. You guys are amazing. Well, there's no better way to celebrate it than with you, Jackie. This is Thank such a privilege you. to have you Absolutely. on. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here with you and everyone listening. So, so fun. In, well, in case... Oh, oh, you go, please. <laughs> Classic. In case you, listener, <laughs> um, haven't... Oh, oh gosh, dang it. You go ahead. If you've never met Jackie, this <laughs> is the wonderful Jackie Verner who... Hello. So often we'll speak um, in that transition time or just like lead our church through really powerful ministry, but you do a lot more than just what we see on Sundays. And so I would love to hear a little bit about you as if you were to introduce yourself to someone at the church that you haven't met before. Um, and then we'll go into there. I want to unpack some stuff from the Richard Gordon weekend as well, but cool. we'll just go where time allows. Sounds Come good. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm Jackie Verner, if Jace doesn't know that yet. Wow. <laughs> Jordan Verner's so wife, you. pastor's wife. Um, we can talk about that later. And <laughs> I am Naomi's mom. That's a new title of wow. 18 months ago. I love that title. That's a great um, title. I know. <clears throat> I am a realtor by trade and license, but I am excited about what the Lord's just had me doing more and more involvement with Riverhouse. And working alongside Robin Werner, mother-in-law, um, <laughs> to do women's ministry and build up an awesome women's ministry that women get fired up about. That's great. If you're a woman and you haven't gone to one of these events yet, do it. Yeah, do it. Thanks for the plug. In order yeah, to be a person of community at our church, I mean, we say we're a family at River House, and this is a way that right. you can do it. So Absolutely. thanks for the way that you serve the women of our church. That's a huge ministry. How long have you been doing that? You're welcome. Um, <laughs> well, we've been trying to do it for a while, but you have a baby, things get thrown off, and then... Yeah. Um, so this year we really started to like rebrand it with the help of the wonderful Isaiah. So mm, rebrand it and kind of vision cast it. Cause we've had women's ministry and Robin's doing it since the beginning mm. of the church. That's been her burden on her heart. So for a while, but I've been doing it pretty much this year. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. And you haven't been in Boise all that long. Where did you come from before you lived in Boise? That's right. I moved here from Southern California, so winters are hard for me. <laughs> and it was, I love telling how I got here because it was obviously for Jordan. So we were dating, not engaged. And I moved here in faith. <laughs> so much faith. Wow. Yeah, on. it was really scary. But how I met Jordan was 
a broken road that led to AJ Swice. Pastor Whoa. AJ was my pastor, actually. He was my wow. favorite pastor until I met Jordan. I, <laughs> I can no longer say that. And I was one yeah, of his youth good. volunteers. I was yes. a youth volunteer bench wow. and it in Southern California. So shameless AJ, plug for volunteering with the youth. Yeah. 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 We, we want you. We need you. Look, look, started from the youth. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Honest. I married my wife because of youth ministry. I mean, that's Single where people. we met. Yeah. She was a volunteer. <clears throat> yeah. Not a youth. Just to be, yeah, just to she be was clear. not a youth. Yeah. We are the same age. <laughs> yes. Don't worry. Clarify. <laughs> okay. So. AJ was a youth pastor at your church. Mm-hmm. He was a, like a preaching pastor. Pretty okay. much. He was like legit. All kinds of things. Ran all the high school and youth ministry, everything. Great. And I was his volunteer because they knew I'd done young life. So they just kind of threw me in smaller church. And then um, he's like, I'm moving to Boise. I'm like, why would you ever leave Southern sunny California? And yeah. then he's in, he's amazing. So actually it was a few months after, sort of like six months after he moved here, he connected us. So. He just thought, you know, you should. Yeah, I have no idea how he put the two together because we couldn't be more different. But praise God that he did. (laughs) It was the Holy Spirit. Wow, fun. AJ hears from God. That's confirmation. Amen. He does. I can testify to that. Was it like right after you moved here that we did Journey to Holiness together? Do you remember Uh, that? I didn't even move. That was my second time in Boise. Oh my gosh. Shameless plug for Journey to Holiness. Journey Hall is just wrapped up, but we'll have one in the spring. Yes. Yeah, stay yeah. tuned. Yeah, I, we did do that together. Yeah. And I was, yeah, I was, it was like the second time in Boise. That's crazy. You were a TA when I did Journey to Wholeness. That's and I think it was the right. first time I met you. And I remember thinking, whoa, does, does she even live here? <laughs> what else did you think? I love you. You might have just, <laughs> like, great. She and Jordan must be pretty serious. Yeah. yeah. He hadn't said the M word yet, marriage. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that took him a while, but yeah. would you guys you say crazy. you are still serious at this point? <clears throat> <laughs> Do I have to answer that? <laughs> yes, we're serious. These are, se- these are the hard hitting questions we ask. Grows in serious podcast. over time. Okay. Can I ask when you came to river house, mm-hmm. was it a church like you expected it to be? Um, do you come from a church background that is different from river house? Um, and if so, maybe just flush that out for us. Yeah, that's a great question. So it was obviously Jordan had been talking about it for a while. So when I got here, it was similar, but even I remember our second date, he was talking about this community in river house. And I just was like, that doesn't exist. Like post-college that doesn't exist Mm -hmm. where people are going after the Lord, alcohol, drinking, like that kind of stuff isn't at the center. I'm like, it, does, it sounds fun and deep and like all about Jesus. Like this can't be a bunch of young people and mm. it can't be millennials actually at that church. And mm. he just described it and he would just, he's, you know him, he could tell, like he can describe things really well. He's a great storyteller. So I'm like, I don't know if you're embellishing this community or not. Yeah. But when I came, it was exactly what he told me and then more. So I think the biggest two-part thing that I found when I moved here was one, I was so blown away by the caliber and like quality of people. And they're just, I don't know. I was like, wow, you're just legit. Like every Mm. person I met, I'd be like, I actually love that person. He's like, I've been telling you, I love that person for like months. I'm like, I know, but I have to find out that I love them by myself. (laughs) And then the, yeah. So your other part of the question is, it was unlike any church I'd ever been a part of. So the church Mm. in Southern California that I came, I would say the similarities are Bible reading, super in the word, that kind of a church. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
Yeah, it was a smaller church, so size-wise was different. And then I grew up prior to that from childhood Catholic, going to Catholic church every Sunday. Oh, yeah. For most of my childhood. And then college, I started going to non-denominational Christian churches in the South. So I grew up in Georgia, like high sure. school and college. And so that's also not charismatic. It's just the, Bi- the Bible Belt non-denominational, mm-hmm. like a few of these but that's about it. Yeah. So coming and seeing just the like charisma of the charismatic church in worship, especially mm-hmm. was unique. But I, I mean, I loved just like the revelatory nature of Jordan's preaching. I always would watch him online as soon as I knew I was like, dang, like mm-hmm. where did he get that? Speak God. <laughs> <laughs> this guy hears from the Lord. Exactly. Part and he's cute. We got two guys. Yeah. yeah, he's cute. <laughs> hey, yeah. I had to make sure about that one. You know, it's important. <laughs> um, and I was like, do they just have really good editing on their camera? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Photoshop is phenomenal. <laughs> That'd be wild. And then, yeah, so it was, that part was really different. It wasn't super challenging because again all the people that i met seemed to have not all of them but many had similar experiences like oh i didn't come from this but look at my life and like i would see these like women honestly that would look like me but then they were just way more intimate and had way more encounters with the lord and, and so it was encouraging inspiring a lot of the young single girls at the time majority are married now almost all the stuff's married but um, That's right. that was encouraging. That almost made all the charismatic aspects of the church feel really tangible, relatable, and like it could be for me. So, and of course, Jordan helped ground a lot of it too. But yeah, um, yeah it was really different than anything I was used to. Did you have a period where it was so different that you were like, I actually don't want to do with this? Yes. Or, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Tell us about Honestly, that. Honestly. <laughs> I've left a couple pre-service prayers back in the day, like crying. (laughs) Like I had to leave because you know, when they get really intense with praying in tongues and every, like sometimes you'll walk into pre-service prayer late and the spirit's already moving and everyone's like praying in tongues. And I just felt so uncomfortable because Mm. I actually got my prayer language in our first probably six, eight months of dating, maybe longer he kept be like, are you praying in tongues yet? I'm like, no, <laughs> cause I want, I just didn't want to make it up. And so that's, yeah, we could talk about that later if you want, but I did feel uncomfortable in those spaces. So I was like, this is like a bunch of people. Like, I feel like doing this thing that I can't do and relate with. So yeah. I would like, so funny. I would leave, go to the bathroom. Of course, if you're uncomfortable, you go to the bathroom. <laughs> and totally. I remember one time I walked in, I was like, just like about to have tears, like just because I didn't know what I was feeling. And Robin was right there at the door. And then she just like met me, comforted me, encouraged me and was like, I felt like this before. Like you're totally fine. And, and then now I'm the loudest one in that room praying to times. <laughs> so it's, wow. uh, it's been a full circle five years later, but yeah, I have, I had felt that a lot of times. That's fun. Yeah. I think that's reassuring yeah. probably for a lot of people who right. have come in and felt that mm-hmm. to look at Jackie Verner and say, Oh, she has been there too. We had a similar kind of breakthrough moment, I think, for some listeners who listened to Becca Biazon's Mm -hmm. testimony and heard that she wasn't always the worshiper that she is today. Totally. And hearing her process that out was really healthy, helpful. So totally. Thanks for letting us in on that a little bit. Mm -hmm. There's a, you made a little like side eye when pastor's wife came up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I want to hear how you interact with that title if if you do at all because i know maybe there's some stigma around it 
Honestly, I don't know. I've yeah. never been a pastor's wife. Well, growing up in the Catholic Church, <laughs> there were no pastor's wives, as we know. That is true. So it's yes. like definitely interesting because priests, you know, they're just by themselves, not married mostly. And so when, yeah, you hear that. And then as I got more exposed to the Christian, I, I can honestly say I didn't have a lot of preconceived notions about the church because I just was raised Catholic and then I was a college kind of like young lifer went in and out of churches my only really church home that I would call home was the one in Southern California and the lead pastor is a woman there so that actually Sweet. helped encourage my view of it but I didn't come with all this like oh I don't want to be a pastor's wife but I will say looking at like my life and what I thought it was going to look like I never thought that would be a title I would ever assume yeah, <laughs> or totally. be, I thought it would be athlete's wife honestly <laughs> <laughs> sure I really did and I prayed for that too because <laughs> that's what I thought I wanted wow his ways are better and so yeah I honestly didn't say like I wanted to rebel against the title or think but I will I I did my just thought that I'm sure a lot of people have is just like a sweet put together quiet woman like on the front row mm -hmm. who assumes her seat and just sits there and says good job honey and so <laughs> on one of our early dates in san diego we're sitting on the cliffs by the ocean and i just had to tell jordan that i was i don't just want to be a pastor's wife like i don't know what i want to be but i just know like that mm. image isn't like yeah what i feel like is who mm -hmm. god made me to be so like just throwing that out there, make sure I say this before we get any more serious. And he's like, oh my gosh, like, I don't want you to be like, you're so much, you're not that version. And he didn't see me as that either. He didn't have any desire for me to just sit there mm -hmm. and be silent. And as we know, women have a lot of space to use their voice in our community. So that was also really encouraging. But, mm -hmm. um, so I love it. It is, it's true. I am married to a pastor, pastor's wife. You don't really walk around and say like, oh, you're a doctor's wife. So true. that's a little bit of an interesting dynamic. Do I have a ton of like experience or knowledge of what, where that came about or why that's thrown? Maybe you guys do. I don't know. But no, I don't. I, yeah. Yeah. No, totally. <laughs> it's just funny, right? It's yeah, like just culture, I guess. Yeah, it's like I'm the youth pastor. Hey, I'm the youth pastor's wife. You know, mm -hmm. and I think it's because it's pastor is such a prominent title, and like people associate and respect and honor, and hmm. so I think there's honor in it too. I don't think it, I don't think it needs to be all bad, but yeah. it's definitely not a standalone thing. Yeah, I wonder if part of the unhealthy stigma of that comes from the pedestal that we often put our leaders on mm. um that almost makes a pastor something other than human yeah. you know like yeah. uh, like I, a mediator between us regular folk and god right which is not super helpful because mm -hmm. jordan or any other pastor is a human in the same totally. process of Christ-likeness, just like any of the rest of us. So I don't know if that's part of it, but because, mm -hmm. you know, my wife is a teacher. I don't call myself a teacher's husband mm -hmm. when I walk around town, but mm -hmm. because she's a teacher, that affects my life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we go to Owyhee High School sporting events every now and again, and totally. I would never do that if she wasn't a teacher at exactly. that school. <laughs> yeah. yeah, That affects things. Right. Yeah. So anyway, that's cool. Thanks yeah. for letting us in on that. Uh, 
is it cool if we look a little bit at the Richard Gordon weekend? Yeah. Um, and to whatever degree that interacts with your testimony, feel free okay. to let us in. But um, I unfortunately wasn't able to be at the Gen Z night, but heard a lot of stories. Mm. So for someone who wasn't there, would you just kind of paint a picture of what that night was and what happened? Yeah. Yeah. And then what happened with me? And then what happened specifically yeah, yeah. with you? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Tell, tell your vantage point. It was a powerful night. Um, I just love that Richard like requested it. He's just sees what God's on in that generation. So I don't know, several weeks before, probably like a month or two when I heard it announced, I was like, oh, I feel like I'm supposed to go like a couple of times, just like in passing to Jordan. Mm -hmm. And um, <clears throat> I was like, oh, let me just chat with Brittany and make sure <laughs> we can all go that aren't Gen Zers. And so when I walked in, I was just like, number one, I think touched, obviously I touched on like not in my youth and young adult age, I was not like hungering for the Lord nor coming to Richard Gordon weekends yeah. where yeah. I would get touched by the Holy Spirit likely and the Holy Spirit would move. And so honestly that gripped my heart immediately. And I know you guys, you especially see it like the youth, it's like, you guys really, you want, you really want this? Like even when I see him wow. at church, like in the Come front on. and I'm like, really? Like, wow. Like it touches me. It blesses me. It's like so, so powerful. Mm -hmm. And so I was just honestly in the back, like getting wrecked by seeing them wow. worship and seeing them hunger and seeing Kenny just like engage and encourage and Brittany do her thing. And just like, Oh my gosh. And then seeing our leaders, Kenny and Brittany and all the other leaders there pour into these young people. And so I was just honestly getting like marked. I'm like, thank you Lord for inviting me here. Cause I do feel like the Holy spirit like prompted me to go so I could see this, you know? And mm -hmm. then, um, yeah, I saw particular groups and different specific individuals that I felt to like encourage and pray for. And I saw people praying for one another, giving each other words. I actually, you know, I loved, there was this young girl. I'm pretty, yeah, she's a youth cause I see her at church and she, I mean, she's got like a connector spirit, like the friendship bonds and like, they mm. like love each other. And then one would just encounter God and they'd be like oh, all happy and like hugging each other and encouraging each other. I'm like, if I had that much encouragement poured wow. into me at that age by a friend, like I would be a different woman, you know, like wow. it's so, it was so cool. I'm like, Thank you guys you, genuinely like, it's like that word koinonia, you know, when you experience mm -hmm. and encounter God together, it takes you deeper in intimacy with one another. And I just saw it right. all over these youth. I'm like, it's, you guys have this bond. That's not just cause like your friends and not just cause you hang out and get ice cream. It's cause like you encounter God together. So I was marked by that. I was like, oh my gosh, like these, I could just see it all over them. They were just so connected oh and my. so for each other. So that's what the night looked like. And then worship got wild and things were getting unlocked. You can just see things falling off people and the Lord already doing a ton just in worship uh -huh. as he tends to do. <laughs> and so the spirit was there. And, um, then I go to bed so like early every night, like eight thirty nine. It's like Naomi goes to bed. Then I'm me and Jordan read our Bibles and go to bed like early. Yeah. <laughs> I love going to bed early. And so <laughs> I was like, hmm, yep, probably time to go. And then they had invited us to take our shoes off. Cause like, they felt like we we're on holy ground. Hmm. And so I went and got my shoes and my purse. And then Richard, like at that moment, was like, AJ, Jackie, where are you? I want you guys to come up here and like pray with me. And I'm like, okay, guess I'm not leaving. <laughs> and I mean, Jordan had Naomi for the night. So it was free reign. So there was no need to leave. I just kind of felt like, wow, I'm so blessed. This was such a good night. I'm wow. going to go. Yeah. And then 
I went up front to sit with Richard and his team was all on the stage and people had, were just kind of like had already been encountering God on the floor and just receiving and praying over each other, getting prophesied over. And again, I'm just racked by like these youth that are like weeping under the power of God and just like even falling wow. under the power of God. I'm like, you, you want this? Like <laughs> you really mm-hmm. like, you really want wow. this. You're let you're, you're yielding at your age to God at wow. this. I'm like, yeah. wow. So then I was up front with it and I'm like, Ooh, I'm in the like, and actually Richard actually <laughs> kept having people come because he felt like that area. He's like, okay, there's just something going on here. And it's not like the Holy spirit only works like in force fields, but like, yeah. it's like, sometimes it's just like <laughs> right there. <laughs> it kind of felt like there was one though. Yeah. And so he was just inviting people like into this space where it was just like, I think the heavy weighty presence of God. So then I was just sitting there next to Richard. I'm like, all right, tell me what you like are feeling. And then he just kind of put his arm like on my shoulder and not even anything crazy. He just started praying and almost explaining to me, it was like praying, but he was like telling me about apostolic grace in an apostolic mantle. He was like describing wow. the purpose of it, the meaning of it. So I'm like listening. And then he kind of starts like pray, putting that on, like praying that on to me or like into me. I don't know how to describe it. So I just kind of like opened my hands like, oh, I'm, he's praying. I want to receive. Wow. Yeah. Because it kind of started just like conversational almost. And then, um, yeah, he just keeps praying and simple prayer, nothing loud, nothing intense, nothing like fire, no emotion yeah, really no. over the top hype. Right. And so he's praying over me and Megan's sitting next to me and AJ is also next to me. And so I actually felt Megan hold, like hold my hand, just kind of like agreeing with what Richard was praying. And I have often felt the weighty presence of God, like almost like I'm hold, now I'm holding a weight or I feel a weighted blanket on me. And like, I feel that pretty often. That's one way that I experience mm-hmm. the Holy spirit. And so I felt that on my hand and I was like, Oh, it's getting heavier. It's getting heavier on my right hand. And it's always my right hand. And so, um, got heavier and heavier. And then it kind of was like flunked on the floor. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, my arms like feels really heavy. I kind of feel it right now. And oh, praise God. yeah. And, um, Again, I was just like, okay, like receiving, receiving, like, yes, Lord, you know, thank you for what you're doing. I have no idea, but I'm receiving. And then he gets up, Richard gets up and I'm like, kind of just like in like the zone of like, okay, I feel the presence of the Lord. And it's, it's oftentimes it's like really like all consuming, like overtakes even like your mind and you kind of just like get in it without really being aware of your surroundings. And so he was like, all right, now come pray with me. And then I kind of like snapped out of it. I'm like, I can't, surely I can't come pray with you. I can't like my arms so heavy. And then I actually like went to like say, yeah, sure. And my, I was like, looked at AJ and Megan, like my arms like actually physically so heavy. Like, I don't think I can lift it up. And so then it began. Yeah. yeah. So then his team almost like as if they were like, Q formation, three <laughs> girls get up and scoop me into their arms. And I'm like, Oh, okay. And then I'm like, what's happening? And then I, this is like the beautiful part is I look around and like AJ, Megan, Brittany, John, Taylor, Sam, Becca, all people that like, I'm honestly like really close to and have like deep relationship with mm. are right there. So I, it almost was like, I saw them like, all right, we're good. Like I could do this. Wow. And it was really sweet and encouraging wow. because I mean, if I was probably in like a different setting where I was alone, it would probably would have felt a little weird for three people I just had met to scoop me up and be like, we're praying. Like you're going <laughs> to, even though you can't really walk right now, we're going to go pray over these girls. And then he called the, all the girls forward, all the women. Wow. And <laughs> this is so cool. I just kind of, again, yielded to it and was like, okay, like, and, and okay. I will also say Richard Gordon 
not out of the fivefold, probably not a pastor, but he was pastoring the space like so well. He was mm-hmm. explaining what was happening. So I'm like trying to like kind of listen to him. I honestly wish like I could go back and hear what he was saying because he was articulating like there's apostolic grace on Jackie. Like the Lord is releasing something like da da da. And I know this is a marking moment because I've never had an encounter like this before with this much power. And so the girls carried me around and they just say, okay, now just like lay your hands on the different women that are coming forward to receive. And so that's what I kind of began to do. And some would fall over. I would feel like certain things like the Lord would show me what he was going to do, like deliver somebody from something healing or something to agree with and partner with. And almost as if like prophecy, but it was a really like quick, rapid experience. And they were honestly, I'm really thankful for his team. They did amazing. They were just like, all right, no, we got you. Like we're going to, it's basically like they saw and acknowledged like the power of God is working through Jackie. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like my arm was like this tool and we're going to just steward it. Yeah. So they were just stewarding it. And I'm so grateful because they just kind of like, I wouldn't have honestly probably known how to steward it. Like I wouldn't be like, everyone come forward. I'm gonna lay me. Like that's not my style. Yeah. I've never done that before. Never thought that would be my style. And so they helped me. And so I just was like, okay, here we go. And then there were certain, um, women one specifically where I would feel a rush of power like my entire body starts shaking to my feet and I put my mention took my shoes off I had put them back on and shortly they were my feet moved so much they flew off and yeah and <laughs> so it was wild but there was yeah there's just only way I could describe it is like a extreme amount of power that was all-consuming that I couldn't walk and was coming and flowing to me and through me and then like I said that one woman i as I approached her, I was like, whoa. And then there were, I would like kind of like project a loud sound and I just touched her. She like was opened. Like, I want this. I'm like, you do. (laughs) And she just, as she never, that's your consistent response. That's right. I'm like, you do. (laughs) You do. They want this. What? Why? It's so sweet. I love it. It's genuine. (laughs) And she wanted it. And then man, she went, she hit the floor and she got touched. And obviously we circled back like, later and she's like i've never experienced that before like she's experienced the lord so much she's an older woman super wise in the lord and then yeah and then we just laid hands on a few other people and then went and sat back down i was like exhausted oh like physically i was just like whoa this is so interesting of a feeling like physically and then i sat down and was like what was that (laughs) and it was powerful beautiful but so unlike anything I had ever experienced. Wow. Yeah. What an incredible testimony. (laughs) Yeah. I, what I love so much about it is so consistently your humility is really obvious as you tell it. You're like not mustering up any kind of strength to, you know, in the mind of a skeptic, they might try and find holes of like, where is the hype? Mm -hmm. Where is this manufactured but all along it's like oh my goodness i was i was trying to leave because i wanted to go to bed Mm -hmm. um and then i went up front and i was just enjoying this and richard's arm was around me all of a sudden and he was speaking to me and then praying for me and then the glory started to fall and it's like you didn't anticipate anything that was about to happen but it continued to happen Mm -hmm. you weren't praying specifically for like weight to manifest on your arm or to move through you but this is something that jordan mm, richard said while he was here that i thought was so powerful is as he moves in ministry he wants to observe the room and see where heaven is breaking in 
and then honor the point where that in breaking is happening and then see how that point wants to spill out on everyone else. Exactly. So I can just see him as you tell that testimony doing that in you as he's recognizing this mantle of Mm -hmm. apostolic authority is coming upon you and the Lord wants to utilize it right 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 here right now right so everybody Mm -hmm. that wants it especially the women young Mm -hmm. women come up yeah i know Uh, and it's cool because it's like god might be manifesting in on one person or one group but like i love that richard acknowledges like he would love it to be for all his children like it's not just like they get that and you know so it's mm -hmm. cool it's like let's just it's like almost like the immediacy of like sharing almost or like like sharing and honor. Yeah, exactly. That's so true. So I I actually learned that as well. And I was like, wow, I'm adopting that from Richards. Wow. It's so good. Can I ask, have there been times where encounters of God's glory have been happening around you and you haven't experienced it? Mm -hmm. Um, I, I can just imagine a person listening might think, oh yeah, well, that's Jackie Verner Mm -hmm. and they are accidentally potentially like I might be tempted to, to put you on a pedestal of sorts. Mm -hmm. Um, but just to like further humanize, would you share? Yeah. What like a disappointment moment could have been like when the glory has been around? Yeah. Probably half like so many because that's, I've encountered the Lord and felt, but even this I can say several so I've been to Bethel a couple times so I would say most times there I see things happening and then I'm like one like is this for me is this just like because they're Bethel people or they've been around this or does it take a certain amount of years in the Mm -hmm. spirit and spirit-filled church and so yeah I had felt so much like left out so much like Mm -hmm. what about me so much like is this for me will this ever happen for me and I've been praying, honestly, I've been praying, especially I think on sabbatical when Jordan and I went on sabbatical two or three years ago and, or two years ago in 2021, um, I had realized like just kind of coming into the church and being a part of what God's been doing was so beautiful, but it did feel a little bit like I was watching a lot of it. Like he was doing so much in me, but because I felt like I was catching up to what like people who had been at river house for a couple of years prior. Cause I came in at year two. So it already been two years old and just the move of the spirit. I was like, is this for me? Like, am I gonna, like I would go to the now gathering and like, even all my friends, they'd be like the laughter. I've experienced so much holy laughter around me and it never got on me or I never experienced it. And I'm like, I'm just say, I'll never want to fake something because like, I'm like, so I have like such a justice, like thing for authenticity. And like, I think my yeah. generation and the generation behind me is that's, That's so good. one of our marking. So I was like, I'm not just going to like laugh with everyone or even in journey to wholeness, like joy broke out. People are just experiencing things in the fire tunnel. I went through the fire tunnel and nothing happened. Sure. <laughs> and so I'm like, what's wrong with me? You know? So yes, I've, wow. I've asked that a ton, even up to this point where, uh, I know the last year, last a year ago, probably a year and a half ish now when we started in those lingering times with the glory of God was coming in worship, I would almost be like, uh, well, AJ and Megan and Jordan know when the glory came in the room, but I don't, mm. you know, cause I wasn't as sensitive. I didn't, mm. I just felt like, well, am I going to ever like be able to read and, and understand atmospheres of like when God comes in and I can honestly say that disturbed me. And then I was like, I just always brought it to the Lord. I'm like, well, what do you have to say about this? Like, are you going to like, 
I'm going to ask like Jordan said that last night like, or Sunday night, like we could mm-hmm. ask, you know? And so I would just, honestly, I asked for encounters. I asked for Megan Bailey always encouraged me. She's like, stay kindling. Like it stay mm-hmm. like a kindling, like kindle for an encounter, like never. Mm-hmm. Cause you don't need an encounter to like identify you or to make you have your identity. Cause I was questioning my identity on like the sabbatical of like pastor's wife and my role and all the things. And it's like, you don't need that. But oftentimes, like, they are coupled and related. Mm. And though you don't need it, still asking for an encounter. Like, encounters with God are the best things we could have and do. And so Megan always encouraged me in that. So I have been asking, um, even in the midst of not being the one experiencing. And then the second thing is honoring always, like, what's going around you. I think Jordan always Mm. said this. I think Bill Johnson says it. It's like, if... Just honor what God's doing. Like, even if you're offended, even if you feel left out, even if you think it's weird, just like begin to honor it. And then I just feel like that does something too. It primes you for your very own. Mm. But I've been praying, honestly, for like a waterfall moment. I haven't thought through if like this is like my waterfall moment, but I've heard that term. I'm like, oh, my water. Like, you just know when you know. Actually, this would be. This was pretty wild. <laughs> like, you know when you know it's like a marking yeah. encounter. You're like, I get holy tears. I get the weighty on my hands I get the chills I get all the different like touches of the Holy Spirit but when you know it's like waterfall it just means like it dumped on you yeah that I've been praying for that since Jordan and I met so I would say five years later it came yeah (laughs) praise God yeah I love I love what Megan said about like keep it kindling Mm -hmm. or you know stoking that like that little flame and and to stick with that prayer for five years Mm -hmm. is I honor that I mean like that's Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't stick with those kind of petitions to the Lord as long. I think that's such a beautiful thing. And we see in scripture many times that length or longer for many, many prayers. Yeah. Um, That's beautiful. Yeah. It's like Jesus's parable of the dude that's knocking in real time. Jordan just shared that last Sunday Mm -hmm. in the sermon. Um, The guy that knocks in the middle of the night on his friend's door really persistently, Mm -hmm. like it's almost obnoxious. That's Mm -hmm. the form of prayer that Jesus is telling us to take. And you just, you exemplify that. You didn't let discourage or discouragement or disappointment lead you to stop praying for the waterfall moment, Mm -hmm. which I like the term waterfall moment. I've never heard that Mm -hmm. before. Yeah, it's good. Okay. Now let me ask you this question and then I have to let you go. But, um, you're, from what I observe, your right hand isn't the same level of weightiness that it was that Gen Z night. Uh, you're not like living out right. of a consistent expression of that same encounter. Right. Um, but it seems like it marked you. Mm-hmm. You use those words. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, what has that encounter done from you for you now that you like see your life do you see your life differently mm-hmm. as a result of that? Yeah, yeah. Would you, would you unpack that for yeah. us a little? Yeah, no, that's a good question. I definitely feel different. And then in the midst of these five years, I had been exposed to ministers like Randy Clark. I went to Brazil on a healing mm-hmm. trip with him. And then Tom Jones was also there, another minister in his ministry and both like powerful men of God that operate in the healing, gifting and anointing. And they both described a, power encounter with the Holy spirit, like electricity running through their body, whether it was two hours or whatever it was. And I've heard of these before and they kind of just described it almost as like their, yeah, like a marking, almost like a ushering anointing, like blessing into what their ministry calling is. And so that's what I feel like it was for me as it's been what three weeks now. Has it been three or two? I think three. Uh, Yeah. 
Um, two and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two and a half, since the Richard Gordon weekend, Dude, I love that it's called the Richard Gordon weekend. I know. I'm like, he should be so honored. I have talked to him a few times since, and he he said something got unlocked in him. He was it was a marquee weekend for him. Really? He actually shouted out Bethel or us at Bethel on Sunday night. Yeah, I saw that. I so know. cool. That's so special. And so he was marked by that too. And so, yeah, I think I knew. Like, I almost was like so unsure what to do that night after but i knew things would change like it's just like i'm aware enough and have seen been around the block enough to see like when god marks you it's for a purpose and what i feel like whether it's a revelation from god or just what i think i see like these encounters and these like marquee moments like something in your dna strands like get changed like there's just you won't be the same Mm. and like praise god so i think my example of not being the same was the very next day when richard called me forward i had no idea i knew he would use me because like you said he uses what he sees god on but i thought it would be like at the end of the night when everyone's already half around the floor you know it was at the very beginning of service so i'm like hold up you want me to say what so i had no idea what i was going to say and i say this because i still as a normal human being went up there and said something that I then questioned later and was like, was that even good? You know, mm. P.S. We all do that on stage. Just FYI. <laughs> you might think it's anointed totally. and holy. We go home and we're like, was that even God? Was that me? <laughs> and um, that's so it's good to say. just that. really real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I was just like, whatever I said, whatever. I was just on the spot. Just like, ah. And I had so many people come up to me, like people I would expect and people I definitely wouldn't expect. Like, you were something's different like what i'm like really and so i think the outside like confirmation Mm. helped me like confirm it but yes answer your question i have felt like there's definitely been a dna strand situation shift in me and then god's so funny because i'd already planned jordan and i minister in southern california sometimes i'd already planned like weeks ago he had asked me to do the service on friday night there so i was going to be like ministering and And even in that, I went up there with like a different, like just confidence to me, a different like feeling of like my identity almost Mm -hmm. like more solidified because I think a work of identity is like our whole lives, but definitely there's like poignant points where you're like, God's solidifying a piece Mm -hmm. in parts of your identity. And so I would say there was something solidified in me, which I feel Mm -hmm. honestly so grateful to God for. And uh, yeah, I didn't do anything to like specifically anticipate or ask for that night encounter, but like I've been with the Lord and just asking like, what do you have for me? Like, who am I? Like, am I a minister? Am I a realtor? Like real yeah. questions of like identity Whoa. things. And it's not that I'm going to find identity in the ministry, but I'm like, okay, if you're calling me to this ministry, like who do you say I am? You know? And so I Whoa. think that, yeah the like beautiful part of that encounter was like to me personally it was like an answer to prayer like the lord was like i'm gonna come and like mark you and equip you for everything i'm calling you to Mm -hmm. so i think i'll see the fruit if you will or the yeah it play out in what it did in me exactly over like many years to come but already in the short time i'm like okay i just feel and it's happened before when i've encountered god or when he's met me or spoken something you know sometimes when he speaks to you so clearly then you just are in a you're in the same situation you would have been a month ago but Mm -hmm. you feel completely different like here i am with benji and jace Mm -hmm. a month ago i was here with like this much insecurity not only have this much insecurity like praise god like you just feel like you're like wow i'm here again but like i just feel different i feel like i'm walking with my head 
more held high. I feel like more confidence that he's with me. And I, I keep hearing the Lord say that to me, even in the, this specific week, he's mm. like, he's like, I'm with you and tell them that like, I'm with them because it's like, can you imagine anything we do in life? If we're, if it's like just us and versus God with us, I can do anything, you know? Wow, yeah. So that was a really big, um, takeaway, I guess, from the encounter. And yeah, I think he did a lot of stuff in there that is going to be, is something I'm really grateful for. And I'll real be realized in the time to come. Absolutely. It, it will continue to unfold. Right. Wow. I, I liked, um, hearing Megan Bailey unpack that encounter. One thing she said was, Oh, Jackie's right hand is the one that's heavy. That means authority. Mm-hmm. Now let's like have her pray over other people, but Richard was already kind of doing it. Right. Um, and sometimes it takes community, mm-hmm. like prophetic voices like Megan's or others to start to make sense of what happened. Totally. And there's permission to not have everything figured out, I think. And I can say, knowing you from the distance that I do know you, mm-hmm. that I've also seen for sure a change. And it's so exciting to see you up on a stage on Sunday operating out of that new level of authority because mm-hmm. it feels like like a mantle of God's glory is resting heavier on you. And that's just by his grace mm-hmm. that he wanted to give that to you. Totally. And it's not according to Jordan's sermon that was so amazing. It's not for your sake. It's right. so that you can just give it away, Absolutely. which is the best. Like that's so the upside down like kingdom it. of God, right. you know? So like Jesus. <laughs> so like Jesus. So this has been really encouraging. Good. Yeah. Do you have any last thoughts for us? Last thoughts? I don't know. Any uh, goodbye? Just encouraging? Yeah, no, I think on that, I did want to say that. I think the unpacking and the processing is like, yes, do it in community. Do it with people you trust. Do it with people who are ahead of you in their spiritual journey, more wise. And like, if you're of the younger generation, you don't have parents, like, just ask somebody on staff or one of us. Mm-hmm. We'll connect you with somebody just to process, ask questions mm-hmm. and like, let it be a space that's a little messy for a little bit and not feel like mm-hmm. it has to be tidied up. Cause I've surely asked a lot of people <laughs> questions so that's far. So, so that would be my that's last good. encouragement, that's but this so was wonderful. fun. Thank Have you me so back much now, for, okay? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> see you next week. Oh, okay. Look okay. Ahead that's great. <laughs> <laughs> Naomi's free though. Would you take a oh, 17 month old? Yeah, totally. Absolutely. We'll just put a high chair here. Just can, give um, some snacks. Yeah. Uh-huh, some go-go squeeze. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I'm looking for childlike faith. I think Naomi is the one that's yes. going to impart it. Maybe we should like just have Zakai and Naomi do a podcast with you Whoa. and just we'll see what comes can up. Can we just at it. least do a picture of that? Cause it'd be so That'd funny. Be like, so as funny. the cover, people like, what is this? And then it's that's fun that'd be great i will say this past sunday i felt deeply touched by the lord and one of the deepest points was when aj started praying over me and sophie his daughter put her hand on my back and i heard her say dada and i uh, i don't something hit me in my spirit that was unbelievable from baby sophie so whenever i see kids praise god Uh, it's real which is like Hmm. you know out of the mouths of infants that's psalm 8 Hmm. that's wow it's very much like a kingdom that we don't understand this kingdom of god and it's wonderful to get to be a part of it i love that sentence (laughs) that that wraps up this podcast very well (laughs) well thank you jackie yeah god bless you we're really excited to see how the lord wants to continue to use you in our midst thank you for being so humble and submitted to what he's wanted to give you because it's for all of our benefit yeah. And we, we are really gifted. And I 
trust that the listeners will be really blessed by this encounter yes. Come on. encounter testimony More as well God. <laughs> yeah <laughs> thank you Jackie yeah have a good Best day you too bye, bye. thanks for the tea just so thankful for the Lord being so wonderful and that we belong in a body where people are so hungry for him. Yes. Yeah. The way she was describing the youth is so true. I don't know if people in our church always realize that, but, um, consistently on Sundays, if there's a moment where, Hey, if you're experiencing this kind of thing, raise your hand and then everybody look around and go to somebody who has their hand raised. Uh, I'll look around the room and people have people around them, mm-hmm. but whoever is standing around the youth, they have mm. a horde of people surrounding them. It's so good. You know, there's at least a dozen youth with their hands on the person wow. that has a hand in the air yeah. is what it feels like every mm-hmm. Sunday, which that there's just kind of a, we're in this, yeah. like we want it. We're together that the youth have, and I think the young adults have that, uh, and there's something that excites me just, I don't know about this, this church culture. That's so beautiful though. It's imperfect in various ways. Yeah. But, but hungry. Like there's like, that's, I don't know. Just reading through the new Testament right now. That's the, I feel like that's the call of like, there's an active call to be pursuing the things of God. Mm -hmm. Um, and I definitely see that in the youth and the young adults and I mean, in our church, as well too totally it's like such a cool community to be a part of right now top tip uh go sit by the youth on sunday service that's right they'll pray for you You get extra prayer for sure they'll pray for you even if they don't know you (laughs) it's the best yeah i mean just listening to jackie's story it does i'm like i don't have i don't know i don't have any like precedent or um (laughs) even ways to describe that to <laughs> someone else. Yep. But it's like so evident that it's the Lord. Cause there is like so much fruit from it. And I think that's, I would, I would say like, if you're ever questioning like a move of the spirit or just how a Sunday service is going, like, look at the fruit, you know? And I think we don't, I think the Lord wants to break our boxes of comfort. Mm-hmm. It's like the Lord's not always, comfortable and there's biblical precedent precedent for that it's good but but the fruit but if there's like even if you're uncomfortable but you also see the fruit it's like wow it's probably the lord moving Mm. um if you're uncomfortable and there's also no fruit fruit or people leave feeling hurt and rejected and outside of their own comparison loops that we can get in right um that's where i would like raise a flag but this is so cool it's so good that's a good point. I I don't know if many people who were there the Richard Gordon weekend. It's, it is funny that we call it that, mm-hmm. but that's what we're gonna call it. Yeah, it was a whole weekend, which I missed unfortunately. <laughs> the whole the whole weekend. I hope you don't feel too much FOMO because, by God's grace, you're wrapped into all of it because you're oh, part yeah. of this family. No, I like I missed the Gen Z night, and there's a little bit of me that's like, oh darn, I mm. wish I had been there especially because of my involvement with the youth. Totally. Um, but what I am 
and and this is this is the trick i think this is what we need to do when mm. we feel that fomo is instead of saying darn i missed out we can say wow i'm so thankful that they my brothers and sisters that i love experienced yes. that that's so good i'm like i'm so grateful that those youth were there and like mm-hmm. i praise god because if if it were not that this is how it works, but if it were an option between whether I received an encounter or one of the youth that I'm ministering to receives an encounter, I'd give it to the youth every day of the week. Come on. You know, that's my heart. And so why would I not celebrate that they're receiving it? Mm -hmm. Even if I happened to not be in the room that day. And I think the FOMO or the disappointment or the, um, I, I think it can sometimes pull us away from that communal sense of gratitude Mm -hmm. and that communal sense of gratitude is what will actually bring us joy rather than comparison. Yeah. And I I love that Richard Gordon from the times I have encountered him and, and listened to his teachings. It's like the immediate response is honor, you know, which is like gratitude. It's like, it's just a way to, to engage with what's going on. And, um, he always talks about when you honor, like you, you honor a prophet, you get a prophet's award, which I still don't quite understand that, but <laughs> same actually, but, um, he says that, so you can take that. However yeah, you want. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know what to do with that. I, um, was reading this book to, uh, Zakai last night. Mm. Um, it's, have you read it? The boy, the mole, the fox and the horse. I love that book. Um, yeah. there's one line that I was brought to mind when she was talking. It says, what do you think is the biggest waste of time? And then the mole says, comparing yourself to others. And I just love that. It's just all these little nuggets, these little proverbs, but (laughs) it's just, that's so good. Like out of all the things we can do, like really the, the most fruitless thing is to compare ourselves. It it is a kind of death Mm -hmm. to our joy. Yeah. I love Johnny Glisson, our executive pastor. I spent the weekend with him, um, in a course. And one thing he taught was that he taught his kids, um, that, He'd, I say, where does comparison come from? And they'd have to say the devil. Like that's like, <laughs> cause it's like the, the only fruit of comparison is like separation mm-hmm. and judgment and shame. And so it's like, obviously wow, the enemy, the enemy. And I love, I just love how black and white that is. <laughs> um, <laughs> we can count on it. Yeah. Comparison comes from the devil mm-hmm. period. Yeah. So if, if you're feeling any ounce of that disappointment or like, wow, the Lord's never met me in that way. Just know you're not alone. Anyone who has been encountered by the Lord has also had days where they were not encountered by the Lord. And we've all been there. Yeah. And like the Richard Gordon weekend, I didn't have any supernatural encounters with the Lord. Um, but this past Sunday I did have a bit Mm. of one for sure. So good. And a lot of it came honestly when baby Sophie started praying. (laughs) <laughs> over me. Um, and I don't really know how to make sense of it, but totally. I love that you've mentioned like God Psalm eight and how upside down the kingdom is because I'm like, I heard that Sophie was doing that and I'm like, that doesn't fit into boxes that I have. She's definitely not educated with a seminary degree that qualifies her for ministry. Exactly. Because she's one. <laughs> 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 oh yeah, but it's so good, you uh-huh. know. Yeah. And yeah, there's something, there's something to that. Yeah, the Holy Spirit qualifies us. Mm-hmm. It's true. So, uh, one thing I felt prompted to say, and I'd love for you to hash this out so that it's yeah. maybe a, a little more smooth of a thought. 
I don't think it's complete, but um, working with the youth, I work in a culture that goes to camp a couple times a year. Yeah. And often camp means encounter. Sort of mm-hmm. like, oh, Richard Gordon's coming to church. That's almost yeah. like camp week mm-hmm. for the adult. <laughs> you know? For sure. For encounter sure. is upon us. Yeah. Everybody come and get hungry. Yeah. And then you have this on the mountain moment. And then when you leave, you come down the mountain back mm-hmm. to the valley from McCall or Cascade or wherever and literally come back to a valley Yeah. Um, where you're no longer with those brothers and sisters in Christ 24 seven, where you're not worshiping for four hours a day, every day. Mm -hmm. Um, and people can like fall into old patterns. Yeah. Old versions of themselves that they thought was set free Mm -hmm. on the mountaintop encounter. Yeah. Uh, so I just kind of want to flush out, like, how do I think about that as it pertains to an encounter even over something like a Richard Gordon night or in, on any Sunday, if, if the Lord meets me, should it actually change something? Um, am I to, in a way, be different because I encountered the Lord? And is it okay for the day-to-day to look mundane because I'm not supposed to live on the Mount of Transfiguration? Yeah. I keep coming back to that image. Mm-hmm. Like Jesus brought his disciples, three of them, James, John, Peter, up to the Mount of transfiguration and Peter wanted to set up tents and stay there. Mm-hmm. And Jesus basically shakes his head and says, he's silly. They're obviously not going to stay there. Yeah. And the encounter ends. Mm-hmm. And if I'm Peter, I'm really disappointed because I had a lot of questions to ask Moses and Elijah. Totally. You know, yeah. I wanted to hang out with Jesus in his glorified body, but, but it ends. And yeah. then they walk down from the mountain and mm. it's life as they knew it the day before, but also it was significant. And in a way that encounter lives on in them from that point, such yeah. that we have it, you know, told to us in the scriptures. So anyway, do, do you have any oh, wisdom yeah. to inject into that little conversation? Um, I mean, I think so. I, what I'm, what I'm thinking about right now is it makes sense that if we dedicate time, to the Lord that's set apart without distractions, we're going to feel closer to him. Yeah, totally. Doesn't that's it? Very like, good. That really does check out even by like all of our spiritual practices that we talk about. Like mm-hmm. that is hopefully the fruit of those spiritual practices. So it makes sense that if we put them to work, that would be the fruit that we mm-hmm. feel closer mountaintop nearer to God, all those things. Mm-hmm. It also makes sense that we'd also maybe get words that speak into our lives that, really feel like it, you know, changes things. And I believe it does change things for sure. You know, um, one thing I shared about this weekend, and this was more about like vulnerability and shame, but I think the image kind of, um, fits into this is that like, if let's say shame is like this heavy chain on me mm-hmm. and vulnerability is, is an abil- is taking it off and like feeling free. Wow usually shame has lingered for much longer than the, than you haven't had shame. That's just kind of the way shame works because it lives in hiddenness. And so, yes, I finally get to throw off these chains, but my body has like adapted to the shape, to the, the muscles of those carrying those chains. And so even though I've thrown them off, my natural like posture will go back to the shape that once 
held the chains. So I like I I shared that just saying that like it takes continued um, uh, effort. You know, grace isn't opposed to effort; it's opposed to earning. Amen. It takes continued pressing in, and in this case, if if it's shame, continued vulnerability. Otherwise, you'll just slowly kind of morph back into the shape that you that is carrying those chains, and then actual chains will will be there. Um, so I would say even like in this, it's like you have this mountaintop experience. You feel like you've let go of things and the Lord has met you. Well, you can't just let that be your only portion until the next mountaintop experience. I think that's where you're going to get back into your environment that has not changed at all. Mm -hmm. So now you are the only thing different in that environment. And it's going to take a good amount of effort to to either stay the way you are or start to like infuse the effort or the Mm -hmm. environment around you. So that's, that's what I would say is like, we, I've been there, you know, I've had a mountaintop experience, a powerful weekend, all these stuff. And then I get back into my weekly routine. I'm like, Oh, why am I so distracted, worn out, anxious, fearful, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Um, why do I not feel connected to the Lord when I was just so connected to him? And I think that's the reality of life is that that's the thing that we're fighting for. And so luckily you have got a taste of that. You got a weekend, a week, a day, a night, a Monday night prayer set that, that was this extraordinary time. Um, but that's also what we're going for throughout the rest of our weeks. It just takes effort to, to shape that out and to, to um, make space for that to happen. I don't know. Those are my thoughts initially. <laughs> I, I, I mean, if goosebumps represent the Holy Spirit, then I just got hit really hard. <laughs> wow. Praise I felt God. like everything that you said, I felt the spirit on really strongly. Hmm. And the image that kept, came in, kept coming to my mind was that of physical therapy. Yeah. Do you know any good physical therapists? <laughs> yes, I do. Okay, cool. Just making sure. Um, my only experience with, well, I have a couple of experiences with physical therapy, but one of them, I broke my arm one of three times I mm-hmm. broke my arm because, you know, childhood. Your boy, you got to do that. <laughs> For kind of sure. Thing. Yeah. I broke a tooth, but yeah. go ahead. Okay. Yeah, same yeah. difference. Yeah. Same thing. Uh, I had a, a cast that went from my left wrist um, up to like the top of my left bicep because it was wow. an elbow break. Oof. And that cast, it, it was a bummer. It was a real bummer. And that cast was on there for a long time after my surgery. And when they took that fancy cast cutting saw and cut through my cast and the cast came off, it was one of the greatest feelings. Mm. I almost can feel it right now in my wow. memory uh-huh. cause it was so satisfying. Mm. Like the, that my arm that had lived in this darkness with all this dead skin accumulating under yeah. there. It's gross really. Mm-hmm. Um, was finally being set free from that cast. Wow. But then I remember looking at my arms. I was like seven years old at this time, mm-hmm. eight years old maybe. And my left arm was visibly scrawny wow. relative to my right arm. Mm-hmm. Have you ever witnessed anything like that? Yeah, I've, I've seen. Yeah. I've never had a cast on, but I've seen people. It's never been you. Cast. Yeah. yeah. It's a trippy feeling because mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, this, my right arm, that's what it should look like. My left arm is just kind of toothpicks. Yeah. What? And it's t- looked totally white because wow. the sunlight hadn't been hitting it at all. So my mm-hmm. skin pigment had changed. Um, the cast was gone, but th- there was some work that needed yeah. to be done yet. And 
I was told I likely wouldn't ever gain full mobility of my left arm again, unless I worked pretty hard in physical therapy mm-hmm. and by God's grace and by the efforts of the physical therapist, I can now straighten my left arm all the way. Yeah. It actually didn't take all that long, but, um, it took a good physical therapist yeah. to like guide me through that process. Mm-hmm. Uh, so cutting the cast off was the moment Yeah, in so many ways. And from that moment, I was then invited to into a process where the benefits of that moment were realized Mm -hmm. and actualized. Like now you can move your arm because there's no cast restricting it. Let's strengthen that arm together so that you can lift heavy things again. Totally. So that you can climb a ladder. Mm -hmm. Whereas before I probably wouldn't have had the strength to. That was my graduation day. I remember was climbing a ladder. Um, and so I'm thinking if, if you're applying this metaphor to a moment of encounter, mm-hmm. typically what I'll see is, is people will have these chains of shame fall off yeah, or they'll have the cast cut off mm-hmm. and they're set free and it feels amazing. And then they dip out of Christian community and like go back to the way of living, um, which is just to hold your arm in the same position until things clothe it again and again and you find yourself in a new cast yeah and then next summer camp you have the cast cut off again and it's amazing that's so good and then the next year the same thing has to happen but if if instead from that place of freedom you continued practicing the presence of god Mm -hmm. coming to a christian community and like i'm thinking about acts chapter 2 um, right at the beginning of the church, it says they committed themselves to four things, the teaching of mm-hmm. the apostles, fellowship of the believers. So they're getting good teaching and they're living life together. Yeah. They're breaking bread with each other, meaning they're taking communion together and mm-hmm. eating meals together. And then fourth is prayer. Mm-hmm. They're praying and worshiping. So good. Um, to me, that's physical therapy. And like, if you're not doing those things, if you have, you know, you had a radical encounter the Richard Gordon weekend, but now you're just not going to church mm-hmm. until the next cool speaker rolls along. You might as well just have cut your cast off, but you're not, you're not gaining your strength. Your muscles are still atrophied. Wow. Do you feel like that applies? That's such a good analogy. I think, hmm. I think that's really good. And I think, I mean, we saw that, I mean, I wasn't here over, um, the Richard Gordon weekend a few weeks ago, but we had like record attendance. We did, didn't which we? I mean, I know there are people that come from other churches to see him. Right. Which is great. Um, and we love that. But I also know that there are a few Sundays that have more people consistently than other people. And like even our birthday service, which is a very river house focused thing is usually our biggest Sunday. And I always think, where are these people consistently the rest of the year? Mm-hmm. Um, and not to at all shame anyone, but this is the call to, to furthering freedom mm. and, 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 uh, and breakthrough and all those things. Good. I think actually one thing I want to say, I feel like that is something I've noticed about our church. And I think, um, maybe some more charismatic churches is they use the word breakthrough a lot. They're like searching for breakthrough, trying to find breakthrough. And I feel like if you look at the world or, you know, uh, 
like war theory, like the breakthrough <laughs> is just the beginning, you know? So if I'm like, if there's oh, wow. a compound full of like orcs and I need to break through this wall. <laughs> it's always if, orcs. Yeah. If I just, oh, they're just the 100% evil. Yeah. So it simplifies this analogy. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> if, if I want to take over and take back this city, I break through the wall and then I just stop with that then I will just be overrun by their offensive or their defense instead of like making my way all the way in and like raising a flag and like doing the work inside past the breakthrough. Or if there's like a scientific breakthrough in the world, it's usually like the first step towards a new technology. Like we have this new breakthrough in energy that is allowing fission instead of fusion or one of those things. And it's like, but it's such a minuscule discovery that it has no practical effect yet but it's like we're gonna we're gonna research this and make it so it is like um improves all of our lives and so i just think breakthrough is is such a good thing to pursue but then you have to do the work after that 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 isn't you know not the work of salvation or anything but it's it's the work of of um conquering whatever or completing your healing or those kinds of things. I don't know. That is, feels like such an excellent metaphor. That's so helpful. I want to tie this to Jackie's testimony, thinking potentially there was some breakthrough. She didn't let us in too much. If there was like maybe some insecurity broke off in that time. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt mostly like she was just really deeply equipped by God, um, which is a kind of spiritual breakthrough into a new threshold, I suppose yes, yeah. of, authority Mm -hmm. and anointing. Yeah. She experienced that. And if she never stands up front on a Sunday and takes the microphone, she won't have the opportunity to utilize it. Mm -hmm. It's like Alexander Fleming discovered penicillin. And if he just like got a plaque because yeah, you did penicillin. Good job. But he never like made it. Yeah. And applied it to all of these common diseases and actually cured sick patients. Then Mm -hmm. the breakthrough doesn't mean anything. Yeah. So I love that analogy, whether, whether you're breaking off something, um, that has been like a kind of shame or an insecurity, or maybe it's even a healing you've been contending for, for a super long time or more, um, not in a moral sense, but if like getting rid of the bad thing or gaining a really great thing like this empowering that Jackie experienced, um, I think that analogy applies in Mm -hmm. both cases. And now I just want Jackie to have the microphone more. Mm -hmm. Like I want her to be in places of authority where God can flow through her because she is a conduit for his glory. And that's her doing PT. That's her working it out. And that's her PT. Mm -hmm. That's great. It's like, it's yeah, you could, you could be in a, a prayer set or having someone being like speaking into you and saying, Oh, you're going to, reach the nations. Mm. You're like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to reach the nations. And then you just sit back and wait for the nations to come to you. I don't know if that's what that word meant. Wow. And so it's like, there's something to, there's something to like, Oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. Well, I better get out into the nations. I'm going to reach the nations. And I would assume that if you do that, the Lord's, you know, blessing is going to be on it. Because there's a call. Especially if, I think the only caveat is we have to remain in the Holy Spirit's guidance. For sure. And I think there could be times where it's like, hey, you're going to be a blessing to the nations. 
And that word might be for five years from now, after you've had a kid and gotten your master's degree, but you don't know that because you don't know the Lord's timing. Mm -hmm. And if you just like sell all your things and move to Uganda tomorrow, you could be missing the Lord's timing. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking there are a lot of times in, in the Bible, like Jacob is one of the greatest examples of it. There was a prophecy that he was going to rule his brother. Um, that he was going to receive the blessing. Mm -hmm. And then by his own clever deception, he got his brother's blessing and anointing. Um, And that wasn't God's plan. God's plan was to give him the blessing and the anointing, but he like forced it by his Mm -hmm. own crafty deception. Or like Abraham and Sarah wanted to have a kid. God's plan was to give them a kid despite their old age. And eventually they like forced it by Abraham sleeping with Hagar and then having Ishmael. So I I do want to just, what you said is absolutely true. And that's also, that is also true Mm -hmm. that we can't force it outside of God's grace. And we have to move with God's grace in doing it actively. It's not a passive thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Both of those options are both very active. Yeah. They really, there's not really a passive option there. Yeah. That's that's, great. That's the difference. That is the difference. It's a prophetic word is not calling you into passivity until this happens. Like you use the words until the nations come to you. Mm -hmm. That's total passivity. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're, you're called to set captives free. Well, if you never meet a captive, totally. How will you set them Mm -hmm. free? Lord, like, I don't have any purpose. Like I'm supposed to set captives free. Like where are the captives? I would start writing letters to people in the Idaho state penitentiary and I don't know, start somewhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. For sure. (laughs) Well, this is helpful. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good way to kind of frame what happened Mm -hmm. with Jackie and just these encounters that are happening. Um, I like that. I feel like, do you feel like there's anything else to add to that? I just really want to sit on that myself. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. And the point rings through again and again that your encounter is about you in some ways, but it's really ultimately not about you because your life is not your own. Yeah. Like I was just reading the Bible's radical, dude. <laughs> Do you know the Bible's crazy? <laughs> Oh, it's, it's like such offensive. A, such a Benjamin Olsen thing. I love it. <laughs> I think okay, Paul, Second Corinthians. I think it's chapter five. This stood out to me yesterday because I just read it. It said, The love of Christ controls us in the New American Standard Bible. Mm. Um it makes it sound like I'm a robot running around controlled by something that is not me. Totally. And that's kind of how Paul means it. Hmm. Um, and then he goes on to say, for one died and in him all died. And then in him, we all have life. So it's his life in us that is active hmm. or whatever. That's my paraphrase. But it's, it's the same as Galatians 2.20, where he says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. If that's true, which you know, the Bible. Mm -hmm. So I think it is. Yeah, for sure. If that's true, then it's really, it's not about me. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say that God doesn't totally love you and God doesn't want to give you good gifts because he does. 
he absolutely loves you and he loves you. Um, I, I just want to try and you see what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to cut away the hyper individualism yeah. that our culture just comes with because mm-hmm. it's so um, ubiquitous in our culture to think individually. So it's not an either or this is either for me or it's for other people and I don't reap the benefits of it. It's like, no, this is for the sake of the world and Mm -hmm. I'm choosing you and it will be a blessing to you, um, to be a conduit for my love. But that's what you are. A conduit, a conduit also gets covered in the love, but it's not the ending place for the love. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's good. Does that make sense? Like Uh a pipeline. Mm hmm. Yeah. I just want to spill out God. Yeah. And if God's giving me himself, then I just want to open up the other end and spill it out everywhere else. Yeah. And so I I think that liberates us from, this was the breakthrough <laughs> breakthrough. This was the revelation that I sort of had with Jordan's sermon um, that he delivered on, what was that? The 22nd. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you haven't listened to that sermon, I think it's very helpful. The 22nd of October, 2023, but, um, it will deliver you from any sense of self importance or self deprecation. God doesn't love me enough. That's so good to have an encounter with me. Oh, God must really love Jackie Longfingers because <laughs> God loves her the most. Cause yeah. she's the one that got the heavy hand. Mm-hmm how come he doesn't love me? What's wrong with me? That's self-deprecation. But if you have that framework, it's not about Jackie Longfingers. It's mm-hmm. about the church. Yes. God wants to use her and God wants to use you too in a different way. God doesn't need 500 Jackies running around. Mm-hmm. We need one of them and we yeah. need one of you too. Oh, that's good. I right? love that. And you also can't that's be self-important because like Jackie can't think I'm so great. And that's why God chose to use me because it's not about her. Mm-hmm. I just, I feel like there's freedom in those words mm-hmm. and I'm really just reiterating Jordan Werner here. Yeah. Um, but I think in this context, it's helpful. So good. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Jordan, for your wisdom. Thank you, Jackie, for your wisdom and testimony. And uh, thank you, Randy, for being a physical therapist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, dad. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know if that needed to be said, but there we are. I think it did. Cool. I liked that. Okay, cool. No, that's, I'm glad we hopped back on. Yeah. Post interview. Good. Me too. Thanks for listening with us friends. Um, really thankful to have you along this journey with us and just encourage you that if you're unpacking any of this personally, don't do it alone. Go have coffee with somebody and hash mm-hmm. it out. What yeah. does this mean for you? Are you struggling with unanswered prayers? Go find somebody to talk with and pray about it with you. Oh, yeah. That's good. That's really good. Yeah. Please, please don't stay isolated. Allow this to compel you towards someone. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good homework assignment. Yeah. (laughs) The body of believers. Amen. Well. All right. Nothing else to say. Except. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Deep Waters Podcast. If you have comments, questions, or concerns, maybe even a recipe or two, please send them to deepwaters at riverhouseministries.com. And if you would like to join us at Riverhouse for Sunday service, we meet at the Vineyard Boise at 4 p.m. We'd love to see you there.
We cannot do this podcast without a little help from our friends. Our theme music was written and recorded by the Riverhouse Worship Team. Production is done by Jordan Sodeman. Special thanks to Isaiah Guerrero for our artwork. Benjamin Olson writes and co-hosts with me, Jace Langley, and I also edit this bad boy. If you like this podcast and want to keep going on this journey of discipleship with us, please leave us a review wherever you listen to the Deep Waters podcast. May Christ be with you wherever you go.